Podcast Fresh. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Podcast Fresh Cafe. This is episode number 76. Jesus Christ, we're past that 75 mark. It's fun. It's fun stuff. Uh, I am your host, Ryan Mello. Joined with me is Christopher Torres. Chris, say hi. What's up, everybody? What's up, indeed? Uh, Chris, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. What's up with you? Same old. Living. Living and striving. Barely, barely. barely I'm hanging on You're by barely the thread, living. to be honest. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the cafe. If this is your first time here, this is a show about uh, pretty much pop culture. But if you really want to skim it down, we talk about movies, video games, with a, a sparkle of wrestling. If you <laughs> if you like sparkles, um, and we got a mailbag, so feel free to write us in podcastfresh2020 gmail.com, of course. Um, and we got other shows, Chris. We got the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. We have two of those coming up very soon. Uh, talk a little bit about the the Fresh Prince of Bel Air podcast. Yeah, we got some fresh uh, Prince Bear, uh, fresh Prince of Bel Air podcast coming out the review show. Um, I'm working on uh, the next one's coming out shortly. I'm just having some issues with the audio, but should be able to uh, get it all together. That'll be out soon. Oh, God damn, I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I I, I I edited the whole thing together, and then I wasn't happy with the way it sounded, and there was no way to fix it because my issues were with the uh, main audio file. Yeah, so I just had to throw the whole thing out. Oh damn. But do you yeah. still have the original? Well, you do. You have the original. Yeah, I still got everything. I backed oh. up everything. Unlike some people. Hey, I've, I've changed but my ways, okay? I, um, I, yeah, and I know there's like a way to like edit the original file. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Point yeah, is, whatever. I threw it out. I didn't like the way it sounded, so. All right. Yeah, it'll be out again shortly. It'll be out soon. Um, but yeah, no, we're winding down uh, to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. At the end of the season, season five, um, I think we got like three or. Yeah, probably three more shows uh, for, on our end left to do for that season five. And then we got Freshies Five, which is our uh, award ceremony, <laughs> uh, which is always fun. That's cool. And then we got uh, the Gaming Asylum. I have a new, uh, that is a show strictly about video games, M- more like video game specials. I got a new episode based on uh, GameCube remasters that I want to see. That's coming out shortly. I'm just about done with that one. Uh, it was just longer than I thought it was. I'm, I'm adding a lot of bells and whistles to that. Uh, but that should be fun. And uh, Chris, of course, has the Last Wrestling Podcast. That should be making a return at some point. Um, so, yeah. Chris, hit him with the plugs. We're at Podcast Fresh on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then Podcast Fresh TO on uh, Twitter. I, got, I actually sat down this week and watched Dynamite. Like, I watched it, like, front to back. I watched the, all every segment. I put wow. the phone down. I just paid attention. And... Uh, you know, I thought it was okay. I I, I didn't think it was anything uh, groundbreaking. I, I you know, I, but it was it was it was interesting. They definitely lost a step, you know, it, where the, kind of they were and where they are now. But I think they got a lot of uh, you know fires kind of going at the same time. They're getting ready for that big UK show. Yeah, in a couple of weeks, I feel like a lot of the focus is on there, and you know they're doubling down on the Cole MJF friendship thing. I, it feels like they're going to just be friends right until that last dynamite. And I just feel like that's the wrong way to do it. Like, if they're going to break up, they, they should either go in as friends. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's a friends gimmick. They should either go in as friends or they should break up. They should have broken up like this past week and then do do two weeks of like, these guys can't get away from each other. Every yeah. hallway, every hotel, they, they want to kind of go at it. Because it's sort of missing that spark. Like, 
me as a, I almost want to watch them, you know, go after like the tag team titles against like FTR or something, you know, or the Bucks or one of those teams. I want them to do that just because this is so predictable at this point. Like it's just going to, they're going to end up stabbing each other. At this point, I'm kind of hoping they don't uh, baby face MJF. Like I don't like the idea. He's a baby face. I know he's technically a baby face right now, but like if they make Adam Cole, the guy that stabs him, then he's really the baby face. And it's like, I don't like that idea. I, I, I don't think anybody needs to get screwed. Well, I mean, there's already talks of someone getting screwed, but. Well, somebody might, but it's not. If they get into a fight two weeks before, nobody gets screwed. It's just they break up the friendship. That's kind of what I want, right? Yeah. Well, um, you want like you, a mutual you don't need them breakup. to. <laughs> well, you, it doesn't matter. Whoever gets turned on doesn't look at, like the loser. Like, how does Adam Cole uh, beating up MJF make MJF look bad? It doesn't make him look bad at all. It's I didn't got, say it makes they're him both look bad. snakes. I didn't say it makes the, him the look bad. The story is MJF doesn't know if he wants to be best friends with, with this Adam Cole guy. Right. And Adam Cole wants to be best friends with MJF, but they're doing that old story where MJ, where, and I don't know why, because I don't give a fuck about NXT, but they're doing this Adam Cole is friends with like the former geeks, right? Like Roderick Strong yeah, and all yeah. these other guys, right? Ooh. NXT because uh, we can't do fucking original storytelling anymore um, he needs to get rid of those dweebs and just run by himself as a heel that's it by himself that's how you create the best Adam Cole right yeah um, but again it's like that's your world title picture it's weird you know I never thought I'd be in a position to say like hey MJF isn't like it's not like I'm saying he's not killing it but it's kind of like this is kind of like a program that we've had for a while now and kind of here we are and like, I don't. I don't feel it in my stomach that like Cole takes the world title in London. You know what I mean? Uh, this all just feels recycled it it. at this point. It's just so redundant. That's kind of why I kind of dipped out a little bit. Um, like I checked in from time to time up until now, and it's like okay, yeah, whatever. It's just the same shit with someone else. It's like fuck. Um, let me ask you. No, something. it's not the same. It's not the same. Same. Because usually there's like what little they... nuances. Like now that he doesn't yeah. know if he wants to be best friends, but it's, no, it's like, not the same. I don't know. Yeah. It just feels like I need something very new at this point. Um, yeah. Well, you're not going to get it. So I think you're going to be tuned up for a little while. Probably. Stinks coming back. That might you draw back in. Maybe. But anyway, that's the last wrestling podcast. Uh, I don't know when I'll do another episode, but that'll come out at some point. And then, uh, yeah, so that's the Twitter handle is uh, Podcast Fresh Tio. Just go on there. I was on there during the um, during the Dynamite show. Hold on. You and again, let me let me ask you something. Um, yeah. How do you feel about Jack Perry as a heel? I don't know. I, uh, I I can't buy it. Like, I have a hard time watching it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Anyway. I don't know. They're trying. Uh, nobody was talking about him this week. Everybody was talking about RBD. Who actually, you know, held up way better than I thought. I'll give the man the props. Yeah, he looked pretty good. He looked all right. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Uh, email us at podcastfresh2020 at gmail.com. Let's get into the mailbag. And uh, here's the first one. The Switch has sold about 130 million units. Jesus Christ. Do you guys think it's feasible that it'll surpass the all-time record holder, the PS2? This is from Scott. Um, Chris, what do you think? Yeah, man, we've answered this a million times already. Yeah, yeah. over the course of a lot. It's close, right? Uh, it's not that where, close. Where are these numbers? PS2 is at 155. I don't know. Maybe they might catch up. I'm not sure. Why? What do you think? We talked about this already. Yeah, but it's, just, it's probably because the... What's it called? Nintendo put out the numbers, and this is the new update. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 130 million units in, in what is it? Six years? I think that's that's amazing. I mean, that's really good. This is technically the already we could say it's the third best selling console of all time. Um, 
You know, I just think the PS2 though came out at a time and place that it's it's kind of untouchable. I I, I don't see the Switch at this point taking it. It might get really close. I also think it depends on what Nintendo's next move is, but I, I think we're kind of chilling at this, uh, you know, the under 150 number. I, I don't think it's it's crazy to say that it won't take it, but if it does take it, that'll be pretty interesting. Uh, and I don't think it'll take it by much. I think it's going to kind of sit around that same number. I don't think, uh, yeah, who knows, right? It's it's going to really depend what the what the life of the Switch is going to be, right? I mean, if they're going to keep this thing around like a fossil, you know, like all the games coming out in the future are going to be, hey, you know, these are going to be available on the Switch too. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, they're also available on the Switch. They'll just be like dumbed down on the graphics. I think I think obviously it'll um, it'll continue selling, but I don't know. These records don't really mean anything to me, though. I don't really care. As far as like PlayStation do doing doing 170 million or however many there are, uh, yeah, you can also say the same thing about the Switch. You take the pandemic away from the Switch, and I think the numbers really take a hit, right? The Switch also came out at a time that really suited it, so I think it gave it its best shot. I think that was its best shot, and uh, it'll either be the PlayStation 2 or the Switch at the, at the top. But um, yeah, I don't think those numbers will ever really be surpassed. You know, those those numbers are, are insane. Also, the price of the unit is lower than, say, like a like a PlayStation Five or a, or even like the, uh, the 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 Steam handheld, right? Yeah. So they're priced at a sort of a specific uh, price point. That's why the PlayStation Five sales are always so interesting because it's such a like a high ticket item, you know? Yeah, it's a high number, and yeah. for it to also have high selling units is pretty insane. Yeah. But I would like Switch to be at number two, just so it kind of, just so Nintendo knows its role, you know, and, and, and it has something to look forward to, you know? I don't want them getting arrogant, you know? I don't want them getting arrogant and, uh, you know, thinking that uh, that they're all that. So as long as Nintendo's got that number two kind of eye of the tiger, they're going to come out swinging for that next uh, that next handheld, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Because technically they're number two is the DS, right? Like the DS is like 150 or 151. Like they're right behind the PS2. Um. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. I don't think it really. Yeah, it's matters. a toy though. You can't compare a video game to a toy. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a a soul yeah. dork. Uh. Anyways. Yeah, Scott. I don't know, man. We'll see. Time will tell. I can't wait. Yeah, who cares for the switch yeah. to just. Yeah, Scott. If they break the record, you know, go out and, uh, and 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 you know. Go out and party, dude. Send us another email. <laughs> oh. uh, all right. James Gunn supposedly promised David Ahir that his version, of, his version of the 2016 Suicide Squad will be released. Does anyone really care about this? <laughs> Turbo Man 44. Uh, yeah, look, I like that movie. I've always heard about this David Ayer cut that never uh, saw the light of day. And then when the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League hit the scene... Um, you know, that gave more hope for people that really wanted to see this. I personally never cared to see this. I, I'll i check it out. Like, if it's a significant difference. Like, I heard the Joker has a lot more scenes in this thing uh, that were cut out. So, if that came out, maybe I'll check it out. Just because I want to see really what they were trying to do with that version of the Joker. I thought it was okay, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I won't pay for it. If it's on a streaming service, I might check it out. But, uh yeah, I don't know. Chris, thoughts on Suicide? You've never really seen the first Suicide Squad. No, which Suicide Squad are they talking about? The Will Smith one? Yeah, yeah, the Will Smith one. Yeah, nobody's talking about that movie in 2023. Nah, Come on. This came out, this this is too late. Like, maybe a year or two yeah. after that, but... Especially when the DCU is supposedly restarting. So, yeah, thanks, Turbo. Pretty crazy to see what's going on right now with the actor and writer strikes going on in Hollywood. This really sucks 
for everyone who is in a movie or who is a, a movie lover because it means many movies are going to get delayed and some probably even modified or even canceled what do you guys think of the strikes and its effect on the movie business macy from iowa yeah this is uh, still going on um a lot of movies that I was looking forward to are, you know, pretty much getting affected by this. Any kind of movie you're looking forward to is getting affected by this. The third animated Spider-Man movie has been delayed from, I don't know, it was coming out next year. Now it's going to be delayed for like four years or something. Something crazy like that. I don't know what that's about. But uh, Craven the Hunter is another one that's going to get delayed. That was another one that I was somewhat looking at. Um, De- Deadpool 3 is getting pretty... It got delayed as soon as it started shooting because, again these strikes started to affect it so i mean that kind of sucks and i know venom also venom was another one the next venom uh also got delayed so these are definitely affecting movies that i was personally looking at um chris i don't know about you but come on the next venom you said venom too suck you didn't like venom i didn't say it sucked i just said didn't you say you didn't like venom too I, I I liked it. The Hakuimi. I love it. The Hakuimi. I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it. You know, I got to. Yeah, the strike sucks, you know. Uh, yeah, stuff got delayed. You know, what a time to be alive. Hopefully, these guys get their money and everybody gets back to work and, uh, you know, starts putting on stuff because I want to be entertained. Damn it. Um, so, yeah. Where, are you, where did you see that uh, Spider Man got delayed by four years? Where are you reading that? Oh, this came out like about a month ago. I, I don't even. Uh we just that's, never talked about it, but it got the What? Late. That's insane. Let's see this. Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, Four years or something like that. like Or indefinitely until they have another date. Like something like that. So the original uh, date was, uh, I believe, years. spring of next year or like early spring next year. And now it's delayed indefinitely. But who knows? Yeah. That is too bad. They should just release these movies. But they're, they're overthinking everything, right? With like the universes and stuff like that. No, the, the, those movies don't connect to anything. That's just a standalone movie that could have just came out. So look, Gran- no, that's what I'm saying. Gran Turismo got delayed. Did it? It got a score the- recently. Um, well, yeah, it got delayed from uh, from the time of the strike. It's coming oh. out uh, now next next August uh, 25th so in a couple weeks. Oh, okay, so that one only got moved by a couple weeks, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, but the the strike now is going over past a hundred years. A hundred years <laughs> feels like a hundred years. A hundred days. And so, uh, you know, you're going to see a lot more of this stuff happen. Like, they're not allowed to work. Yeah. Like, they're not allowed to work. I think during one of the Oppenheimer premieres, like, they literally went home. And it's kind of like, well, how could they? Because they they were told to go home because, you know, by their unions and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like if you go to work and they're like, just go home. Pretty much. I don't think you can even ask why. Just go home, call no. your union That's rep or whatever, right? That's happened to yeah. me. They, they stopped go me home. at the entrance and said, turn around. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> was that when you tried to sneak out with some bags of goodies? <laughs> no, it was right in the morning. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, no, this is when uh, the strikes were happening, like last year or the year before. I yeah. was like, what are you talking about, go home? This doesn't affect me. Fuck off. <laughs> I remember, yeah, there's only, there's only, there's always those stressful times on a job site. The other times when somebody like falls or something. Oh, yeah, everyone's going home. Everybody leaves the site. They're like, what's going on? Yeah. Well, someone died yeah. on my site, and we all left. I remember that. That, that was fun. Just for that day? Yeah, we all just went home. It's crazy. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. But in this case, somebody fell, so we got to the job site. Me and my dad were working on a Future Shop, which is kind of like a, like a big box Circuit City kind of gimmick. It's a Best Buy. Yeah, it's a Best Buy, exactly. We were, <laughs> we were renovating one. 
and uh, some guy fell. So when we got to the job site, and we just saw everybody, like, you know, just packing up their shit and leaving. And uh, I think part of that's also because there's there's like a lot of illegals that also work in the construction trade. Well, yeah. And the second you tell them that like the inspector's coming or the commissioner, or, you know, oh, yeah. the labor the labor board's got to come down. Everybody just dips. Those are always the worst days on construction sites. Well, if you're illegal. Yeah. Good in that you get to go home early. Yeah. But. <laughs> Without full pay, though. It sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Um, I didn't even know they were making another Karate Kid. What the hell is this? Is this like a sequel to the originals or a sequel to the Jaden Smith movie? <laughs> oh, God. I don't need it. I have no idea. I don't, I don't pay attention it. to it anymore. None of that excites me, you know, because I just see old franchises and I just assume what they're going to do with it. You're also you know? a grumpy old fart now. Right. It's just I get it. You know, what's the karate? The you know, whatever the karate kid's going to be. It's the same thing, except he's Spanish. You know what I mean? Or uh, you know, we're gonna, let's right. change the uh, let's swap the races. Let's you know what I mean. Let's let's make it start a little person with purple hair. You know, like, what are we doing here? Oh boy, <laughs> the Karate Kid nonsense. I don't even know what nonsense. it is. And we're just like fuck this. Movie. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna ignore the Karate Kid, but you brought it I up. Just and I just It's kind of like bringing very, up an uh, enemy. I'm actually very I don't know, yeah. surprised. I guess I'm so. I guess I'm not surprised. Cobra Kai is a you know well revered show, so whatever. I think there's also a lot of fake, like, retro love for the original Karate Kid. And it's kind of like, no, 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 I'll be completely honest with so you. A lot of that is made, a lot of that is for Gazy. It's just, you know, new fans that have come in through the Cobra Kai. Yeah. And they kind of go backwards. and like, those, yo, those movies are whack. It's like, no, motherfucker, <laughs> the movies are the best part of that whole franchise, especially the first movie, right? Oh, so but, you're, you're, uh, you're in yeah. favor of the movies. Yeah, I think, oh. yeah, I mean, the, the, the first movie is good. I've only and seen Cobra Kai is good. One. But and Cobra Kai is really good, apparently. Yeah. Um, then when people watch the movies, they're like, oh, the movies are not all that. It's like, no, but the movies are like, you know, 25 years old, dude. Th- yeah. 30 years More. old, however old they are. Right? And it, you know, those movies, when I watched them, they're pretty violent, you know? Nah, you gotta... You gotta Karate respect. Kid where it's like a guy with a fucking knife? You gotta That's dangerous shit. Respect the classics, goddammit. Yeah. Um, the next Karate Kid, I wonder what it'll be. It's gonna be like a Portuguese kid. <laughs> from the islands named uh man o war manuel <laughs> when you were little you guys had uh the portuguese man of war in the wwe you ever see that guy the portuguese power ranger looking guy no not at all aldo montoya just imagine like vince mcmahon liking the power rangers and then just finding out like that you're portuguese he attaches like the stereotype you know jesus christ <laughs> you're argentinian i gotta yeah exactly i gotta check that out yeah man o war man o war all right. Anyways, the strikes suck. I don't know when this will be over. It's actually interesting. There's no like end in sight really for this stuff. Mm-mm. You just kind of wake up one day and it's over. Um, anyway, thanks. But for hopefully everybody. Sleep. Hopefully everybody gets their money. You know, that'd be fun. That'd be fantastic. Everybody needs to get paid. There's enough money in Hollywood to go around. Yeah, I think so. Come on, I pay them. So. Pay the peeps. This is like when Hillary said, oh, "You can't treat an actor like that." What do you think he is, a writer? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, that's exactly what I thought of. Yeah. Exactly what it is. Thanks for writing us in. This was the mailbag. Again, if you want to be on the show, podcastfresh2020 at gmail.com. Yeah, ask good questions. Ask better questions. Movies. This pissed me off. Gal Gadot is supposedly going to return as Wonder Woman as she's working with um, James Gunn on making Wonder Woman 3. 
which I don't know if it's actually a sequel or a reboot. I have no idea. Chris, let me ask you something. Doesn't this defeat the whole purpose of uh, rebooting this universe? Not really. You can reboot it with the same actors, I think. But the whole point is to get fresh faces. The whole point is like... No, nobody said fresh faces. No, th- yes, it was. He even fucking Who said, said fresh- that. He's like, Sammy we want says new fresh actors faces. that are going to portray the same characters in video games, in movies, in animated shows. That's what James Gunn said in the beginning of his fucking takeover. So, yeah, and you, dude. They've had over like 200 A-plus actors appear in the DC universe. You think Will, t- so Will Smith's not allowed to do another DC movie? Uh... Uh, nobody's allowed to come back. Like, it's got to be all new guys. If you're, where are you going to find all these mystery guys? Morals, then. Dude, they just found some no. random dude to be Superman who's going to be the face of this universe. A I think guy. it's fine. I think it's fine. If 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 uh, if Wolverine's allowed to come back from the dead, that's more tongue and tongue. It doesn't matter. Tongue and cheek. It matters because that's not their mission statement. This mission Deadpool statement was, three. Deadpool three brought back Wolverine. Yes. When they knew that they weren't really supposed to bring back Wolverine. That's why they did that whole Instagram. Oh, you're not supposed to be here. I know, but you know how you yeah. Remember that? <laughs> they made up a whole yeah, new a alternate ending. They even made fun of it. They're like, well, we all know what happened. Yeah, that happened. But then let's forget well, that any of that Deadpool happened. Deadpool 3's taking place before Logan. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to get mad. Let me tell you something. I would love to see, uh, uh, and I think this is going to happen. I honestly think James Gunn and The Rock are going to work it out. We're going to see The Rock again. Oh, get the I don't fuck think, out of here. I don't think we're going to get like maybe Black Adam 2, but we might get something, you know. Um, like he'll play something else? Yeah. Plus, you want to know something? Gal Gadot, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like someone's going to, you know, like she's got a very memorable appearance and everything like that, but I think it's okay. Plus, she's not, it's not the same character, is it not? Isn't that what the defenders are saying? It's a different character? No, it's the same character. No, it's the same character, but it's like there's something different about it. They're trying to justify it, right? The problem is that he didn't want to keep, um, what's the guy's name? Henry, Henry Cavill. He didn't want to keep him. Um, so even though the guy like quit his other job to, to because you know that was the word and then he was like no nah, we need a new guy so it it, it almost mm. looks like he just had a grudge with Cav- with cavill <laughs> like it was almost like i just don't want you um i don't know look i'm all for, i like her her wonder woman i'm not even mad about it to be honest my whole thing is like if you're gonna tell the people like oh we're gonna restructure this whole thing we're gonna rebrand this whole thing do, do this whole thing again but you're just gonna keep the actors the same then what was the point like it just th- that's stupid it makes you look like you really don't know what you're doing over there i think they need to get rid of all these punks but that's what batman superman miss universe throw them on the garbage just fucking make new heroes <laughs> or focus on ones that you haven't you know really um you know told on the big stage i know everything's been done but like you know it'd be nice to see them try something with different characters yeah, but no, man, dude, money. I can, I can, I can bump into Gal Gadot on the subway tomorrow. I wouldn't even know who she was, to be honest with you. Damn. Um, yeah, I mean, she, you know, I, 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 she doesn't bother me at all. Like she wants to be a part of this, uh, you know, universe. As, as you know, at the end of the day, who cares? Dude, like, that's not. That's not I think <laughs> she's the, not the problem. <laughs> the thing with the DC universe is, is that uh, you know. I think we're expecting a little bit too much. Like uh, there's going to be like this giant reblast, and things are going to be different. There's going to be, unfortunately, a lot of recycled stuff. And I think with some of the uh, contracts, they're going to option in to, to take some of the stuff. The stuff with uh, Henry Cavill was just there was also a lot of nonsense going on with him and the uh, and and the Witcher as well, right? It's not like he left there and was like he left on good terms or whatever. Like I, I think he left on bad terms, the way it was explained to me. And then um, 
uh, and then the show just kind of fell off. Right? I, even on Scoop, they were burying it. You know those Democrats from uh, Scoop? <laughs> They're like, yeah, the show, show hasn't been good. Nope. I can't confirm. Next. I can't confirm, but I'm, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you left on bad terms. But Is that because IGN hasn't gotten paid? Oh, shit. But they weren't putting it over. They weren't putting it over. Um, so, yeah, no, I think that's cool. People are going to complain no matter what, right? And uh, you'll be here for that. <laughs> But I think this is fine. And you know what? They should keep pissing people off. I want to see The Rock back, <laughs> Will Smith. Uh, fuck it. I think that'd be great. I think you missed yeah. the whole point of this, but okay, no problem. Um, I don't really care. You know, it, it's silly to think that they're not going to bring back old actors and stuff like that. You know, uh, of course they are. No, nah, but they shouldn't. If you are believing in this holy trinity that this, the DC universe lies in Batman, Superman, and sort of that, that nucleus of, of players, right? Mm-hmm. But who cares? I mean, I don't really care. That's fine. That's just your opinion. But what, I, what I'm, I'm just going, I'm not even being like, what's the word? I'm probably not going to watch Wonder Woman, for example. Like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to portray or make like an image or portray an image that I give a shit about Wonder Woman. Mm. I don't. I'm probably not going to watch the movie unless it's like a groundbreaking thing. But the problem isn't her coming back. The problem is you going out of your way to say, fuck everything, we're going to restart, and then you bring her back as the same character with the same actress. With the, Like, it's just going to confuse people. Like, it's it's a stupid move. Like, just like how you, you didn't bring... Like, then you might as well bring Who's back... Who's it going to confuse? Casuals. I'm a casual. I'm not confused. You, I get they'll it. They'll be super confused. They're, all, they're bringing they're this girl back. Casual, okay, though. great. They're not a casual, though. You're a little bit more than a casual. Casuals like nah, I don't care people enough. that are looking from the outside in that's like, oh, look, Wonder Woman. You're going to go see Wonder Woman. It's like, oh, this is a new Wonder Woman? Like, what's going on? But it's the same People are going to go to that Wonder, Wonder Woman movie and they're going to enjoy it and that's going to be the end of it. You know, it's not... These movies are not rocket science. You know, they're not... It's not something deep where it needs to be sat down and studied and, and picked apart and, you know, look at all these little... <laughs> look at all these little Easter eggs that they put in. You know, you know the movie's gonna. It's it, the DC just needs to change their image in order to to make money, and that's going to take a lot of work. And unfortunately, they're looking for that quick solution, and they could release that movie in the next six months, and it could tank again. And it's not necessarily because like the the movie's bad or because they brought this chick back or or any of that stuff. It's just that your brand is not hot. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I'm not an Ant Man guy on the Marvel side. But I, when I saw Ant-Man 1, I'm like, okay, that was cute. They probably shouldn't do that again. You take the money that you made at the box office. You made a lot of money with that first one. Mm-hmm. The, but the best scene is in the commercial. The best scene in that whole Ant-Man movie is when the trains kind of go off the rails, when they're little, oh, toys. little toys. That's the best part. <laughs> I've never heard the theater laugh like that. It was really funny, right? But aside from that, it was cute. And then you're like, okay, let's not do it again. They risked it again. They went and they did the Ant-Man 2. They brought in the other gimmick guy. That movie did surprisingly pretty good, because the, but the, but also the point is they released that Ant Man movie when Marvel was just they were Mike Tyson they were crushing everybody you know, um, those smaller franchises they tend to hurt you more than help you more when your reputation as a company as a production studio is kind of at the bottom. It's harder to come back from the bottom than it is sort of at the top. So a lot of these movies are unfortunately going to. Uh, are going to fall by the wayside with a lot of the casuals like myself. But I'm looking forward to the next Miss... Uh, what was this fucking uh, chick's name? Miss Wonder Christ, Universe? Christ, let's talk about the box office. Um, 
Barbie made a billion goddamn dollars in like three weeks, which is worldwide, worldwide. Oh, worldwide. Yeah, worldwide. we talked domestic here. We talked domestic here. We talked domestic. But billion but worldwide. The billion made uh, headlines, so I just want to say that. But yeah, no, Barbie's been on top ever since uh, ever since it came out, pretty much. Um, bringing in Jesus, three hundred forty-three million just just domestically. That's fucked. Jesus Christ. Pretty good. Uh, Oppenheimer's just falling down by the wayside. Um, okay. So, yeah, Barbie number one. Oppenheimer number two, Haunted Mansion number three. Um, we're doing this show on Thursday, so we actually... Um, that's the one benefit to doing this show on Fridays. We can give you the uh, the fresh number. But uh, Ryan's agent asked for today, so we're doing it today. Okay, pal? Uh, so, Barbie number one. I think it's cool. Also, uh, Ryan Gosling, uh, his song made it onto the uh, billboard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> his Ken song. That's right. One thing you didn't talk about... Um, and that's because I'm the soundtrack guy. What music on that movie? Oh my god, are you kidding me? Yeah, I didn't really care for the Ken. Why song. you know say nothing? I'm curious. How do they blend like the classical? I guess I just have to watch it. But how do they blend like the classical like singing numbers? And then the next scene, it's like Nicki Minaj and like Ice Spice. Like, how do they do that in the movie where it kind of makes sense? A lot of these, uh, a lot of the songs I remember were like. When she's like traveling somewhere, there's like this <laughs> hip hop in the background. That's tremendous. I'm gonna check this there one isn't out. This really, movie. There isn't really, um, not, at least I don't remember. Besides the Ken song, there isn't really any like songs like that where yeah. it's like a musical, right? Um, but yeah, no, a lot of hip hop, at least that new hip hop song by Nicki Minaj, right? Like that's that's kind of taking the world by storm, too. Um, but yeah, no, it is an interesting soundtrack. It actually is a good soundtrack, really. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was very impressed. I, I saw that Ryan Gosling song pop up on uh, on Instagram when I was doing a post for the movie uh, top three a couple weeks back, and I noticed it. I was like, oh damn, because it came up as like Spotify. So then I went and I was like, oh wow, you know, soundtrack's pretty good. So it ended up, uh, I ended up checking it out. Yeah, so a billion dollars worldwide, four hundred and six million dollars uh, here in uh, in the United States. Um, so four hundred six domestic total in the states. So that's pretty good. Oppenheimer number two at one ninety nine for uh, its run so far, seventy two million last year, and then Haunted Mansion at uh, thirty three million. Pac Man Ninja Turtles number seven, yeah. uh, fifteen million. Short of your prediction, I, th- I think you made some crazy prediction for that one. <laughs> but I think one five. I, I'm not sure what that was up against, but um, and that's one five plus this past week. I would say that's not a bad number, especially when you have Barbie and Oppenheimer at the top there. Yeah, I think maybe just poor, not the greatest timing for this movie, I guess. But uh, or mm. maybe just I cared about turtles a little too much. But uh, yeah, it didn't rake in as much as I thought. But. You know, I think it is the highest rated Ninja Turtles movie out of all of them, um, which is interesting because based on what I've heard, if you're like a, if you really like Ninja Turtles, like if you followed the comics and everything, people really hate this movie. <laughs> people right. really do not like this movie if they are already fans of the movie. But I, if you're a casual, like if you don't really care or whatever, you're going to go see it. You, you, Those are the people that say the movie's really good. So there is like this weird 50-50 thing. Uh I believe the animation is kind of intriguing enough for me to check it out, even if I wasn't like a Ninja Turtles fan. I think it looks really good. 
again, like that Spider-Man, you know, across the, the Spider-Verse style. But I, I'm still going to stand on what I've said before. I think the Turtles are just portrayed as way too young. Like, I, I, I've I always had an issue with how young they feel. Um, You know, especially considering, like, I grew up with the 2003 Ninja Turtles where they were, like, badasses. You couldn't even see their eyes. So, like, again, when I compare, like, this iteration to that, I know it's not supposed to be the same thing, but I am a little turned off by it. I can't lie. But uh, I'll still check it out eventually. I think it's still uh, worthy. And uh, I heard Ice Cube steals the show as a superfly, which is funny. I didn't think that would happen. But there you go. Another complaint I heard, too, is just the movie's just jam-packed with villains. And it's kind of like a Spider-Man 3 situation where it's like too many characters, not enough time. It's what they like. Mm. It's what you guys want. One bad guy's not enough. You need four bad guys. There's like across, there's th- like across seven. three universes. There's like seven or something like that. Um, yeah, the Ninja Turtles movie. You know, they've always. I, I've always been. When I was a kid, I was shocked at how young they were technically in the story. They were supposed to be like sixteen or seventeen year olds, right? Well, teenagers, yeah. Um, well, yeah, but you know, you can still be an eighteen year old and a fifteen year old. There's a huge size difference, you know. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I was playing these video games, and it's like Raphael, eight, seventeen years old. I was like, what? How old are these bastards, right? Because um, when you're a kid, you always imagine that like adults are like 30 years old, right? right. He's 30. He's 32. He's an adult. He's <laughs> a full-grown man. He kicks ass that night, puts on this you know, this uh, turtle jumpsuit or whatever. Uh, no, that's not how it works. Um, so there's, I've always had that clay, clash of, of ages um, when it comes to stuff like that. Um, yeah, the art style and the voicing and everything, they definitely are a lot... Uh, Younger, they really have sort of cartoonified them a little bit. Yeah, because even in the uh, the eighties or nineties cartoon or whatever, I mean, it was obviously very cartoonish. But sometimes the subject matter was a little bit darker in terms of um, like the sets and some of the uh, the tones that they they set off in that cartoon to try to mimic the comic book. But then it went the other way. It went almost completely. Uh, it went really cartoonish, right? Yeah. Who was it that owned them at the early two thousands? Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, right? Was that before or after you came in? I think Nickelodeon was still after I came in. Because I don't remember really... I remember uh, Ninja Turtles was on Fox a lot. So I don't know if they were were owned by Fox. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I think 2007 was when they started going like Nickelodeon. And that's when I really started hating them. I was like, God, Mm -hmm. they're ruining the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, my favorite movie uh, from the Turtles is Turtles 1 and then... um, 2, probably. 2 is all right. And then two, yeah. Three is not great. <laughs> no, th- three's horrible. Three's pretty shitty. And then they have um, the one that came out in 2004 or five, whatever it was, with Leonardo versus um, Raphael. Is that an animated movie? Yeah. Oh, okay, I've never seen it. Yeah. So this one's getting good reviews. I'm sure it's good. But again, number one of the Toon movies. Yeah. Of the Toons. Toons. Don't come at me. The te- Ninja Turtles one is the best one out of all of them. Um, and nobody can come at me for that one. I can I can pick that movie apart scene by scene and show you like how it all works, right? Right. Um, so that's the best one. And after that, two. And after that, that's it. The third one doesn't exist. It doesn't get a ranking. What, what if this new one's better though? It might be good. <laughs> and then it'll be better? never. And it'll be number one of the cartoon movies. Because okay. um, right now the best cartoon movie kind of is that Batman versus Raphael. I saw that in the theaters. Wait, wasn't that good? I thought it was Leonardo. Sorry, Leonardo. What? They fought on top of a rooftop. It wasn't even all that. I was like, ugh. Right. This is when uh, animation had kind of gone to that next level. It was kind of like 
everybody was marking out at like the uh, the Final Fantasy VII uh, movie. What was it called? Advent Children. Yeah. Among in the internet, that was considered like the greatest graphics ever yeah. seen for uh, like a hot minute, and then I was like, okay, now it just looks like a cutscene in like Final Fantasy sixteen, you know. Ah, but for a while, it was is, like is better than that. <laughs> is it? Oh, sixteen has amazing cutscenes. Sometimes I forget I'm playing a video game. Um, mm. What about the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles? You didn't like those? <laughs> um, I, I can't remember if I tapped out. In the first one, I might have got through the first one. Which is the one with Seamus? Oh God! Uh, the second one? I don't know. They both. I think it's the second one, but they both kind of blend in. Yeah, they're just these noisy fucking things. These vehicles to sell action figures, and it's just yeah. Fucking no, I didn't uh, like those movies all that much. Those were they horrible. Were just, they were just very noisy. Nothing's memorable. I, I think I'd rather watch Ninja Turtles three over that shit. Yeah. But, yeah, it's pretty bad. Ninja Turtles 3, <laughs> the fucking samurai. It's just goofy as fuck, but I think it has more charm than the Michael Bay movies. <laughs> That's saying something. I don't know. 3 sucked. 3 really did suck. What's with 3 sucking? You know? Most of them, yeah, because by that point, everybody's kind of over it, right? It's like, fuck. I'm 100%. Yeah, you know, just the you know the cast breaks up, and you got to like you know pay people to bring you know the cast members back. You know, I would definitely be the asshole that like if if I like made a movie and it became like super successful and they want to do like number two, I'd be the guy like holding out for the bag. You know, you'd be the Robert Downey. But sometimes it backfires on you, man. Well, yeah, you know, you know, um, uh, they wanted for Fast and the Furious two, they wanted Jai Rule in there, and Jai Rule was like. Yo, you guys ain't giving me any money, so he he turned him down. Yeah, he would have because you got to offer me this much. He would have been so, the ludicrous role. So the, they gave the role to ludicrous, yeah, yeah, and yeah. ludicrous murdered it and became like a legendary character. Yeah, I wonder fun. how many millies that ended up costing Jai Rule over the years, eh? Oh, he I I saw an interview where he was like really kicking himself. He's like biggest regret was not continuing yeah. that series. Yeah, Jai Rule for you know I know he's got a lot of haters, but uh, he's actually got a good good head on his shoulders. You know, like he's smart. like in terms of like. Yeah, in yeah. terms of stuff like that, right? I know he, you know, he kind of got buried when he lost the uh, the rap wars to uh, you know Fifty Cent and Eminem. And did you did you see? Um, been a few of them. Did you see who recently came out after Eminem? What do you mean came out after him? Like they attacked dropped, him? They dropped the diss track on him. No, I, I know the game was talking shit. The game dropped a diss track no, on him. No, well uh, he did, but Eminem didn't even respond. But um, right. Melly Mel from uh, <laughs> Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, man. He dropped a freestyle on him. He fucking dropped a diss track. This sixty-five-year-old dude dropped a diss track on Eminem. Wow! And I heard and it, and I was go? like, the beat was like a lot of gunshots, and even the way he rapped, it was still like that '80s flow. And I'm like, how the fuck is this even happening? <laughs> yeah. I was like in a weird Twilight Zone. I'm like, what in the world is this? And apparently this all stems from uh, Melly Mel originally did an interview where he basically said if Eminem was, wasn't was white, he wouldn't be considered among the best. And then Eminem recently appeared on some other dude's song and his verse was an attack on Melly Mel. But it was like a subliminal like little jab. And this prompted Melly Mel to drop this whole song yesterday. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. God damn it. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
<sighs> I, I sometimes wonder how much of it is real and how much of it is, you know what I mean? Fabricated. Hey, man, there's a lot of, like, OGs that don't like Eminem because of the white thing. Like, that's just the way it is. Like, Lord Jamar of uh, Brand Nubian, he's he's made a career out of talking shit about Eminem. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's always going to get, you know. It, it, it's It's interesting. It's kind of like. There's two schools of thought, and that is like if you do a top 50 list of rappers, let's just say you do a top 50, right? Yeah. And you don't put Eminem in there? Yeah. You must be skewing that list in some kind of a special way to not include him in there. Yeah. Like at that point, come on. Come on. 50. That's like being a 50. That's like doing a top. That's like, no, 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 but not even to be in there. So then you flip the table. You're like, okay, he's not in your top 50. Then where is he? Oh, he's not ranked. Okay, so it's personal. This has nothing to do with where you would rank him. It's personal. It's ridiculous. It's like me listing the top 50 soccer players of all time. But fuck Ronaldo. I don't like Ronaldo personally, so he's not on the list. Right. It's like, okay, come on now. Come on. Now, I know where you're... I'm not saying I know where you're going, but I know what the, the issue is. It's a skin color. I get that. That's, that's oh, what they're no, saying, right? Oh, that's what it is, yeah. That's what they're saying, right? We, we can't believe you. You didn't grow up, you know, for whatever reason. Everybody just they, defies they it their own way. They can't relate with, like, his rhymes. That's, yeah. Yeah, it's always yeah. the thing. You grew up in a trailer park. Okay, that's great, but I'd much rather have lived in a trailer park than, like, in the street or over here or over that, right? Right. I'm just saying that as an example. I don't even know shit from fuck. Well, a lot of their shit is like, oh, I can't relate to like raping my mom and like, you know, the crazy shit he used to say. Like that I understand, but you can't deny the wordplay. You can't deny the skill. That's what I'm saying. Like it's stupid. Like you might not like the subject matter. That's fine. But you can't fucking be blind to like how good he does this shit. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like I'll always say like, I love Eminem, right? Like, personally, it, I don't know how I would rank him. He's not my favorite rapper of all time, but I can say he's probably one of the best, if not the best. Like, I just know he is, you know, in terms of, like, the mm-hmm. technical side of it. But I'd rather listen to other stuff in front of him at this point in my life, right? But I'm not an idiot, and I think if you're, like, that kind of a fucking moron and, like, you're just kind of being ignorant, then... I don't know. I have nothing to say to, to people like that, but I don't know. Anyway. It, it, it's just that there's a lot of people that they only know one style, right? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people that give the Beastie Boys credit. Yeah. But in my opinion, the Beasties don't get enough credit. I don't think they get enough credit. And But there's some people d- that dismiss them as sort of like, you know, they were popcorn. They kind of had their moment in the sun. Like, no, they were very good. They were excellent. They were groundbreakers. Yeah. But you don't see them on many lists. I'm not saying they're rappers. But if you're going to do a rap list and not even put Eminem anywhere on there, you're just spiting yourself at that point. You're just spiting yourself. Yeah. You know? You're just spiting yourself. Yeah. There's a few cases like that, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? No, nothing. So is Eminem going to respond to this guy besides that one verse? Probably not. Yeah. It's like the most irrelevant dude right now to, to like <laughs> give a shit. And I think what yeah. sucks is Eminem actually does like kind of, you know, respect this guy. So it's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. But anyway. I think it's okay to, you know, go after the, the, the younger generation every now and then just to kind of check him out a little bit, you know? Yeah, but you don't but, need to check Eminem. That's stupid. No, exactly. <laughs> and I think sometimes it's cool to be like, hey, you know what? Just give people their flowers, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I know like uh, George Lopez, for example, he was accused of... Uh, snubbing some upcoming af- actors 
No doubt. Yeah, he um, he went on a podcast and they were talking about um, uh, you know who Ralph Barbosa is? He's a comedian, right? Hispanic guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's up and coming. Actually, he's blowing up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, George Lopez was on a podcast and they were talking about like you know they were talking about like their legacies and stuff like that. And George is basically like, no, you're in the business. You know, you, you do it to get what you can out of it kind of thing, right? And the hosts were like, yeah, but isn't it good to, like, pay it forward, like, help out the next group of guys, you know, uh, like uh, Ralph Barbosa, blah, blah, blah. And he just jumped in there like, well, yeah, well, you guys keep talking about this guy. Who the fuck is this guy? Who the fuck is this guy? Who, 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 oh, who, who knows? He starts looking around the room, right? Like to the guy holding the camera. Do you know who? I'm sorry. And he starts laughing. He goes, maybe, maybe, maybe I don't know. He goes, but fuck him. You know, like, you know, and, and basically saying like, you know, I don't need to put you over. You know, you want to. And then he goes on to say in the podcast, something along the lines of like, I might not sit down and give you everything, but my career, that is the blueprint. You just have to follow it. Right. And it's kind of like, what a lazy kind That's of, you know? Kinda... And so anyway, this motherfucker and then Rob Barbosa is like blowing up this whole time. So he's on Instagram. So he posts this and um and he gets like a like a gazillion likes and he adds like uh George Lopez and things like that. Anyway, the whole thing just kinda ended up like blowing over, like they each kinda yeah. like he apologized, right? Because he didn't mean to, for it to come out that way. And then he accepted I forget how it went, but basically he still nudges him about it every now and then, right? <laughs> And he doesn't give a fuck if George Lopez gets pissed off or not, right? But well, yeah, it just sounded very selfish, and um, it's it's one of those things. It's one of those things where it just sounds like the guy forgot where he came from. Yeah, you definitely. know, everybody everybody talks about oh, I never forget where I came from. Oh fuck, I'm not even trying to do George there, <laughs> but like they're talking about oh yeah, you know, it's like well, no, did, you, did anyone, you did forget where you came from, motherfucker. Did anyone put him on? Or like put him on blast? No, no, like put it like like. Paid him forward when he was coming up. I'm sure. Yes. You know, absolutely. like that's kind of fucked up if, if they did, and now he has this kind of mentality. Oh yeah, man, 100. percent So anyway, maybe he was just a bad moment. You know, like out of context. I know I can hate on things too for no reason, but it's fun. Sure. You but I also know when to pull it back. And <laughs> sorry, you hated on Wonder Woman or whatever. Yeah, I can't wait for that movie. Oh, she's she's gonna do she's gonna do great. But I, it's it's but but I will if I'm wrong I always take a step back and be like hey you know what I was wrong about that and I've been wrong about shit for sure. Yeah, the Flash. Um, yeah, I was very wrong about the Flash. <laughs> but this so guy funny. here is kind of like I get it. Like you know, there's this new guy coming along. So Barbosa, what he did was he went on his Instagram and there's a very famous scene in uh, Carlito's way. You haven't seen that one yet, eh? No, I still gotta watch that one. Then Carlito's way, where um, where basically <laughs> where basically he portrays uh, George Lopez as the as the Al Pacino character, and he portrays himself as um, as the uh, what the fuck's his name Benny Blanco character, played by John Leguizamo. Oh, Leguizamo yeah, yeah. So he plays him. Uh, just by doing like the AI face swap, <laughs> it's just really funny because the whole thing, the whole movie is about. This guy, Al Pacino, is back on the street trying to, like, rebuild. It's basically Grand Theft Auto, but he's starting all over again. He was in jail for, like, 20 years. So he's out now, and he's got to rebuild from scratch. And he's, like, fucking, like, 52. And it's hard. So he's, like, trying to see what the street's saying. But the street is run now by, like, Benny Blanco, this new guy, right? Yeah, yeah. And Benny wants Al on his team. But I was like, fuck you. Your team, fuck, you know. And he's almost took it as an insult. 
And anyway, it doesn't end up well for Pacino. But in the, so by seeing this, the face swap, it was kind of funny to watch that. <laughs> but yeah, man, you got to be careful you this on the way up, you know, because one day your star, your star is going down and they're on their way up. You know, it's just a bitter, bitter pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all your fault, but you get it. Right. It's always my fault. All right. Uh, anything else to talk about when it comes to the box office? Nope. I'm curious about Gran Turismo. I like how Chris said no, but then <laughs> curious about Gran Turismo. Well, Gran Turismo doesn't um, come out till August 25. Yeah, unfortunately, um, that's not getting the greatest of reviews for some reason. But yeah, which is too bad. I, that's the one where I was hoping I was wrong. Yeah. I mean, what does it look like? It, just right? <laughs> yeah, they're trying to tell a paper thin, like romantic, like Twilight style story. It's kind of like they're trying to do that, right? Which is kind of what I figured they were doing. Like they're doing like the the young love, but also with the parent involved. But the coach is involved too, and the hot girl is there too. And what? We're talking about Gran Turismo, right? Yeah, who's no, that's the story. What's the love? The racing? No, there's a, there's a love interest, but she's dating like the villain oh. in, in the Gran Turismo movie. Right. Like when but he I goes to that's the, the point. The, the whole thing is, is supposedly based on a true story, right? About a guy that was good at Gran Turismo and became yeah. a, a race car driver. I'm going to tell you something for our listeners and also for you, Ryan. Oh boy. When I was when I was coming up, like watching movies and things like that, I was always a mark for the based on a true story. They don't do it as much anymore. Besides, uh, sometimes you'll see it in the trailer, but they used to do it all the time right. based on a true story. Friday the 13th, based on a true story. Okay, it wasn't that extreme, right? And then when I got to film school, I started doing some more research into like what based on a true story means. And basically what it can mean is the most minimal thing. Maybe they kept the names and the likeness and they just decided to make a horror movie out of a comedy or a comedy out of horror, vice versa, right? Yeah. So um, when I hear based on a true story, to me, it doesn't mean anything only in that just because it's based on a true story doesn't mean I'm going to watch it and number one, believe everything I'm seeing or number two, uh, or yeah, yeah, that's it. That's kind of the only thing there. It's just I'm not going to watch it and not believe what I'm seeing just based on how I think the story should go if that makes sense right yeah i get it so because i don't because i kind of know the story a little bit um i'm kind of anticipating what it's going to be yeah but it's not going to be anything special you know but the reason i mentioned i'm excited to see it uh i've just been on a kick of like like race cars lately and just been looking at documents and this is like a kick that I go on like once a year I'll just go into like car <laughs> racing stuff I'm like fuck it beginning this Sunday I'm watching every fucking uh, Formula One event I'm waking up and I'm fucking sitting oh, down Jesus. and maybe you do it twice and then the third time you forget right Damn. but like uh, wait or was that just my last weekend eh, you get it but so anyway um, yeah I, I've been playing a racing video game it's like a like a micro racing game that we'll talk about later but like I was, I was doing that and like, you know what? I, I feel like watching something uh, something racing style. So I figured that Gran Turismo movie, I'm hoping what will be the really cool part is if you go to the theater, ex- experiencing some of those uh, car scenes in like an AVX or something like that. Right. AVX, is that what the kids call it? AVX. By the way. AVX. <laughs> By the way, dude, I'm so, I'm like the old man. I'm so far behind. The other day I was looking at like, I, I downloaded the app to like, uh, for like the movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The box office app, the Cineplex app. 
and there's so many different options for different style of theater that you can see i'm like whoa what are all these different ones (laughs) can you differentiate between all of them probably probably not but like Give me an there's example. There's like 3D and then there's like 4D integrated and then there's um, So 3D is when you wear the glasses. Right. And what's 4D? 4D I think the, is when it's like You put it, on two pairs of glasses. It, impl- <laughs> it implements like smells or something. Your cock wears another pair of shit like that. Yeah. Or like and the, then, the thing shakes, the chair shake, some shit like that. Yeah. Then, then a- there's like a AVX, D-box. D-box is when your fucking chair I think vibrates and stuff. It turns um, upside down, drops your notches. Yeah, like it, re- re- it reacts to what's going on on the fucking screen. I oh, that think. sounds expensive. Is that like a thirty dollars ticket? Probably. I've never done it to be honest. Yeah. And then AVX. I think AVX is when the chairs are more comfortable and they kind of recline. I'm fine with that. That is my. That's me. <laughs> uh, I think that's all. I know. And then IMAX is that's like my the universe really screen. That's yeah, pretty much it. But as soon as you said AVX with the comfy seats, I, that's I think, it. That's me. But I think everything's AVX now because every time I go to the movies. Like I, I get the nice seats now, so I don't know. Maybe they did away with like the shitty dude, seats, but yeah. Here's another old manism, dude. I remember going to like theaters. They had two dollar Tuesday. It was two dollars to get in. Yeah, it was a dollar eighty seven plus tax that ended up being two dollars. How do I know it's because there were no fucking cell phones at the time, so you'd grab your ticket and you'd be waiting in line to get in, or you'd sit at your seat. You're talking to the next person beside you. What else would you have? You'd have your magazine, your popcorn. And your movie stub And I looked at so many movie stubs And I'm like oh my god It's actually $1.87 Plus tax Two bucks And uh, I would go To watch all those movies And I'm sure The technology that they had In the 90s I'm sure it was pretty good I'm sure it was cutting edge But I'm sure it wasn't that great And there were times even Where in that theater It was getting old Toward the end It doesn't exist anymore It was over at Jane and Wilson But they closed that theater down But even by then Even at that young age I realized that It was kind of like it was it was looking a little old, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the theater had like, it, and and I had seen the future because they had just built uh, like the Colossus. They had just built like they were really going like at that time the the fanciest theater you could go to is like an IMAX. If you went to IMAX, yeah. like that was wow. This gentleman really likes to watch explosions and shit. <laughs> yeah, and leave me alone. So that was the first time you started seeing that. So there were only two options. But for me, going to watch those movies for $2 in my old cinema, it's like I understood the value of it. It's like I get it. So when I went to Yortel and got to see his giant IMAX and everything like that, yeah, it was cool, but it was no longer $2. Now it's like eight fifty or 9 bucks, right? Prices were at those times. So now for me to see a regular, just a regular ticket with a comfy seat, perfectly fine with it. Because even if it is, you know, 12 13 bucks today, $14, it, uh, I think it's great. Like, I'm fine with that, you know? Yeah. Plus, I'm not a big, like, 3D. I don't like watching the movies with the gimmicks on. You're, you're I, fucking on a date, I, and, you know. I remember when that came stupid. out, man. I Fuck was like, that came out around the same time uh, the first Amazing Spider-Man was coming out, and I was like, yo, I'm going <laughs> to watch Spider-Man. it in the fucking with the 3D gimmick. And I was just like, honestly, this whole fucking thing is making me sick. <laughs> like, it's like... There was, they were it released around the time where they wanted to do these these shots of uh, Spider-Man like swinging through the city and they got the camera really close to him from behind so it, it made you feel yeah. like you could see what he saw and shit yeah and like for those couple scenes it was like it worked like it was cool but honestly I always found the 3D glasses to make the movies kind of blurrier because 
they're sh- they're being shown in a way where things are in the foreground and background and stuff. When you take off your glasses and you look at what's on the screen, it looks like shit. You you can't. It, oh yeah, it's all blurry. So it's yeah. like, I'd rather just not deal with this ever again and just watch regular ass movies because Jesus Christ, a lot of the times the 3D isn't done. Like like the movie isn't shot with 3D in mind. It's just exactly. compressed after. So it's like it looks yeah. like ass. It doesn't look like what what you're advertising it to look yeah. like. Right? There's some movies that are and those probably look great, but like for the most part it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes uh they don't take advantage of it or done it and sometimes it's done in like a heavy-handed way. Like they do it too much. Yeah, we know well, this is a 3D movie, so we're gonna go crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, there, that was the era, right? Like in 2012 and shit. It was like, oh, look yeah. at this. It's like, dude, you're gonna make me throw up. <laughs> yeah, like, um, like I think if it makes sense in the movie, it's it's fine. But sometimes if it doesn't make sense, it's like mm. that one. It's forced. It's stupid. Yeah, like in um, the Dark Knight at the beginning of the movie when uh, Heath Ledger and the guys are they're um, they're breaking into the bank. Yeah. And there's a scene of, uh, I think, Batman. Isn't he on, like, a rooftop? Or it might just be, no, 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 no. no. There is no, it's a shot of nothing. But the camera kind of leans on top of the building, and then it falls off the building. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, like, a camera shot. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, right. And I remember watching that in the theaters. I was like, okay, that was cool. But would they have done that shot if Otherwise, this movie wasn't no. 3D, you know? No. Um, but that would be something that Nolan would do. So in that, so that's what I'm saying. In that sense, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. It's just silly when you go to watch a movie and they're trying it a little bit too hard. It's like, all right, let's take it easy a little bit, you know? So, yeah, I was just fascinated by all the different types. There's like six, seven, and there's more. We're not going to go through the whole list, but... Yeah, no, there's... Then a, there's then another there's like, one. There's like, like an, mixtures of them. Like It's like, Jesus. Yeah, there's like an X series, whatever that is, but there's a whole bunch of them. But oh, I think, God. you know, it's it's a fun and interesting ways to get people back into the theater. And I was even looking at, like, there's like a theater club... Yeah. It's like this club that you join, it's like 10 bucks a month. It's actually not a bad value. No, if you're a regular like movie goer, it's pretty good. Yeah, because you get a free ticket and you can add two more tickets at regular price and you get discounts on food. And then um, what's the other one? And it includes a movie. Oh, okay. That's so good. your 10 bucks a month includes a movie, which is not bad. That's pretty good, actually. But anyway, yeah. So the last movie you saw was, uh, was Barbie. Did you watch anything this past weekend? Uh, I started a series, actually. Uh, Tulsa King. Decided to finally check out Tulsa King. Uh, I have I have the Prime service that I just never used, so I checked it out the other day, and I was like, "Oh shit, Stallone's new thing is in here." Um, yeah. So I saw the first episode. It's all I really had time for, but I'm kind of I'm in. I, I like it. It basically is uh, kind of what you what uh, Carlito's way was about, where you know Stallone was in jail for 25 years. He comes out. And his whole thing is, you know, I haven't said a damn word in 25 years, so this fucking, you know, the mob better respect that and give me something now that I'm out. So he meets with the mob, and they basically say, you know what, we're going to give you Tulsa. That's where Tulsa King comes from. So he goes to Tulsa, Oklahoma, to run operations over there. He's not fucking thrilled about it, because Tulsa's fucking just an empty place. (laughs) But, um... They be, their reason is like, well, there's just nothing for you here, so we're gonna set you. I want, we want you to go there, fucking, you know, deal with it. And then when he complains, like the Don is like, I'm giving you a whole city. Shut the fuck up, right? So he's kind of in this position where it's like, you have a city, find a way to kick up five thousand dollars a week, and you know, start your empire. So it's interesting. Um, it's made by the same uh, producers from The Sopranos, which is also a nice little hint. I actually didn't know that when I watched it. Found out after, but. uh yeah, and Stallone is pretty um, 
definitely like the Tony Soprano type. Like he's an asshole, but he's the protagonist. So do they, it's do like, they give him shit. subtitles? No. No. Oh, I'm going to take you out. He's actually pretty... Uh, it's not bad. He's good. Um, Some people are calling this a prequel to Rocky. No, it's, that's impossible. Because it's going to work with him working his way down from like mob boss to eventually just like being a pusher. So that's like a for se- the mob, a sequel prequel. <laughs> it's like yeah, because at the beginning of Rocky, down. at the beginning of Rocky, he's working for the mob. He's roughing guys up for money. Yeah. So yeah, that that's no, that that would be the, the the ending of this. So this series ends, you know. That's, yeah, that's, that's and he just starts off with a new family. I think he just this never, is just you talking because I haven't heard that at all. And then in Rocky, uh, See, he never he talking. never. He never tells Adrian. Yeah, he never tells. Well, Adrian. I had a family, but you know, I had to leave him. You know, I had to leave. <laughs> I was a drug lord. Yeah, okay, grandpa. I had a family okay, this, you know, but I had to leave. You know, I, I could have been a contender. Adrian, I like yeah. these turtles. It's like that. It's like that meme. Okay, grandpa, let's get you to bed. You know? yeah, it's your end. I used to run a whole city. Is that right? <laughs> Tulsa. You ever heard of Tulsa? <laughs> Tulsa, there's nothing there. It's a bunch of white yeah. people. A bunch <laughs> of Bible thumpers. <laughs> Jesus Christ, imagine he had to kick up five grand a week. Yeah, well, he wasn't even intimidated. I remember that scene. It's like five and that's grand that's kicking a week, up. And he's just like, no problem. Dude, uh, that's, that's just kicking uh, up. You I'll, just have to, I'll tell that's you, five grand just to the mob. I'll tell you the first thing he does, because it's just the first episode, so who cares? It's kind of like an intro. He uh, he gets to Tulsa, and there's like this dude who drives a cab, and he's like, you, you're going to drive me to a hotel or wherever the hell. And uh, he sees a uh, dispensary. And he's like, what is this place? And it's like, oh, you can go buy weed. He's like, so you could just buy weed now? Because he's been away for 25 years. So he goes in there and he's what like, I want to speak. Boomer. I want to speak to the owner. And then he fucking intimidates the owner. And he's like, okay, so now we're business partners, right? And then the guy's like, do I have a choice? And he's like, nope. <laughs> So then he takes, like, he's like, I'm just going to take 20% a week, and in return, I'm going to make sure no crime happens here, no gangs. And then the guy's like, what crime? There's no crime here. And he's like, ah, trust me, there's going to be crime. So he just takes the 20%. It's kind I of like funny. Uh, and then he just sets himself up in a nice hotel. The, the cab driver, he he's like, okay, I'm going to give you some money. You're going to go buy me this car. He, like, pulls out a paper. And then the guy's like... What? And then he's like, yeah, and you? you? You get two grand a week. You're my new driver. Quit this tag, this uh, taxi shit. It was awesome. I was like, oh, this is boss shit right here. It's cool. But uh, I like that. Yeah, I got to check What's out. What's it called? Brother. Tulsa King. Tulsa King. Tulsa yeah. King. Yeah, Tulsa. You ever heard of Tulsa? You ever heard of Tulsa? Then right. we'll find him Tulsa, yeah. Tulsa. Let's talk hey, about- that sounds like a, that's an interesting uh, concept. I like it. No, it's actually really good. I was actually very um, surprised by how much I liked it. I thought I was just going to check out five minutes, and I was like, yeah, it's not my thing. But uh, it was actually really well uh, set up. And it's, I think it's in the, no, it's not in the universe, but it's the same director as, uh, what's that guy? That show Yellowstone that people always yeah. talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, same kind of quality. So if that, you know, solves it more for you, then there you go. But uh, I yeah. liked it. It was actually really nice. I'm going to keep going with it. it uh, it's kind of got some similarities to Ozark. A little bit Jason. of Ozark. But Jason Bateman, yeah, a little bit of Ozark. I think I heard. I got one more season to go on that one. I heard. Uh, I only ever. Well, I heard that they don't stick the landing, but I'll be the judge of that. I mean, how often do they stick the landing? <laughs> it's tough, man. It becomes so it's, hard. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, if I was doing it, Kojima style, I kill off all the characters. That way, my true fans, my hardcores, they know that that's where the story ends. 
They can remake it after I'm dead, reblast it, reissue it, rewrite it. But my fans, the hardcores, they'll know how that series really ended. Then you get just, it. Uh, you get it, right? They'll call you a genius just by <laughs> you picking your nose or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way he did it. But yeah, did Ozark you see the is- flick? The flick was perfect. Yeah. Ozark, uh, the idea is that they go to this uh, new town, this fucking like uh, town by, down by the river, and they're supposed to like quietly make their way up and start laundering all this money. But yeah, I've seen the first season. They think you can plan it, baby, but doesn't always mean those people want you there. No, nah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, there's a lot of people in town that don't want you there. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like if I came to your town. And just decided to uh, build a house next to your house, right? Right. You know how much that would annoy all the neighbors, like that entire area because of how tight the traffic is and everything like that? That's just one example, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all smiles. Trust me. When you're fucking up an entire neighborhood because you're building one of these three-floor monstrosities in like a really classic area and you don't understand why the neighbors are giving you a cut out, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a reason why. That's well, why. If you prolong that construction, then you're, it, you'll just kind of blend in and be a part of life, like uh, Young and Eglinton over there. So that's okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Just do that. I drive over three or four cranes just to get to work every day. Brutal. But Ozark's fun. I like Ozark. Uh, I have always liked stories where one person in the family or the other is in on some secret and they have to live their life like a certain way, usually outside yeah. of the law. I kind of like those stories. And in this case, it's cool because he knows 100% of everything that's going on. She knows about 90% and the kids know enough and they're getting to know more. Yeah. Whereas in Breaking Bad, Walter White knows 100%. And his wife, Skylar, only knows about like maybe 40 or 50%. And he lets her in a little bit more and more. And mm. Anyway, it's an interesting dynamic. I got to check that one out. At some yeah, point. the... Um, you know which one's getting pretty good reviews? A Twisted Metal show. Yeah, that's surprising, huh? Right? I'm actually very uh, curious to check right? that out, too. Twisted Metal seems to be doing pretty good. Uh, even the right. Okay, I won't tell you more. The Beyond Fools yeah. are, are pretty happy about it. So I think they got a good cast. Samoa Joe. Uh, Anthony Mackle. Mackie. Anthony Mackle. It's Mackie. <laughs> Mackie. Exactly, and I just proved my own point. Fucking Mackle. He's this guy that I had no idea what the fuck his name is, he's, Anthony Mackie. He's Papa Doc. But he's been in a lot of he's been in a lot of shit that I've seen. Yeah, he's Papa Doc. He was Tupac in the Notorious B.I.G. movie. I don't know what a Papa Doc is. Don't talk Papa to me Doc like that. Papa Doc was uh, the, the, the 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 in Eight Mile, the last guy that Eminem battles. Yeah, that's him. Um, How did he defeat him? He's left speechless, right? Yeah, like Eminem just dissed himself and kind of took what he was going to do. And then when it was his turn, he's just like, fuck, I got nothing yeah. to say. Um, yeah, it's okay to diss yourself, but if you do that too often, you're kind of a pussy, you know? You're a dingus. What the yeah. fuck else? And he's he's the new Captain America. Like He's got a whole Marvel thing going on. So That's right. Go. That's right. Go. Yeah. Right. So he's that guy. I'm going to call him Mackle because it's funnier. <laughs> anyway, so Anthony Mackle... Mackle uh, very good, very good to see Anthony Michael doing his thing because he's that guy from that fucking show or poster. He's everywhere. Uh, then we got Will Arnett, Mr. Batman. There, this will piss off everybody. He's my Batman. No, what Batman kidding. did he do? Uh, a bunch of them, like animated though. Yes. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Uh, yes. And was he Will Arnett? In, he's got. Or, was he Will Arnett? Was he Batman in the Lego Movie? Mm, I believe so. I think that's yeah. what it was, right? Yeah. 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 He's cool. And so you know you got your good little crowd there. And what I what was a nice pleasant surprise is the episodes are half an hour. That's perfect. That is pretty good. That's great. One hour shows are daunting. Come on, a one hour show. It's a big commitment, yeah. If you're gonna give me a one hour show, then um, better come with dinner. No, it just it better be like eight episodes long or something. <laughs> you know, like don't fucking yeah. do this shit to me. Like Tulsa King, <laughs> Tulsa King is uh, forty minutes an episode, I think. Yeah. So that's okay. That's not bad. That's the king, though. <laughs> Tulsa. Man. Um, that's okay. But, like, yeah, the one hour, like, Marvel film or shows, it's like, yo, this are, that does that's not awesome. help. Does not, not entice me to come back and watch your shit. I heard Secret Invasion was not good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jesus. I'm going to check out Twisted Metal. I have it. I'm going to watch it. And I'll be back. Uh, I'll sure. let you guys know what I think of the first episode. Report. And you keep an eye on the Tulsa King. I will keep watching Tulsa King. And the good king himself. Tulsa King. That's right. He is a uh, mafia capo. Dwight Manfredi. That's a fucking baller name. All right. <laughs> Dwight Manfredi. That's his name. <laughs> That's, that's the gimmick name they that's, gave? That's Stallone's uh, name. Dwight Man Freddy? Dwight Man Freddy. Oh, that's kind of nasty. I like that shit. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of nasty. No. It's kind of like it's kind of like you go into the creator wrestler, and then when you get to the name <laughs> portion, you, you hit like the randomizer. Wait, hold on. He's got a middle. He's got a, a nickname. Dwight the General Man Freddy. That's <laughs> the General. <laughs> the General. That's his Comes uh, out dressed like Che, che Guevara. <laughs> the General. You fucking, you fucking, you fascist. You can't find your names when you give your character the general. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm the general. Yeah, Sylvester also. Stallone sitting in your living room with his PlayStation 5 controller. That's who I am. I'm the general. Fuck off, well, asshole. When you play Mortal Kombat, I'm Rambo. When, I, yeah. when you play Tulsa King, I'm the general. When you play oh, Tulsa man. King, there should be a game. Um, That'd be a good interview, eh? Arnold Schwarzenegger. I like when he's talking about um, cigars and how pussy because <laughs> yeah. you know your wife doesn't let you smoke cigars. Oh my god, that's great! If you anybody to, hasn't seen that, there's a clip of Arnold. For permission, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah. man, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwartzy. Yeah, he uh, he was cutting a promo on his wife about um, like, hey, let's try this magic in real time. I think I can pull up the clip and I think we can hear it. How about that? Oh god. Here we go. We're experimenting today. Yeah. Question. You would say now, what does your wife think about that? Let me ask you something. When my wife's father has introduced me to Stogies, she's not going to say my father made a mistake because her father never makes a mistake. So therefore, it is okay. I can smoke stogies around her. I can smoke stogies in my house. First of all, because her father introduced me to stogies. And second of all, because I'm a stud. I'm ballsy. <laughs> I don't take no shit from anyone. I smoke my stogie anywhere I want. I don't have to find a hideout place like you. <laughs> I got into smoking <laughs> stogies. It's very simple. I went home with Maria in... Oh, my God. Not like you. <laughs> Now, obviously, I'd heard the edited version because it was a little shorter than the one that I'd heard, but that's yeah, funny. That's yeah. awesome. I don't have to hide it like you. That's too good. <laughs> it's crazy that uh, Chris Pratt is his son-in-law. Is he? 
Is yeah, he's married to his daughter. That's wild. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. What the hell were we talking about before that? Uh, Tulsa. <laughs> yeah, we're still on the Tulsa thing. Dwight Man Freddy. I like that um, Dwight Man Freddy. What a fucking gimmick! What a gimmick that is. Uh, yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's uh, talk about our lost cause real quick. Bad Margera, man. Officially lost custody of his kid. Uh, apparently, he can only see him through like Skype calls and FaceTime calls. Um, he's not allowed to see him in person unless he actually goes to LA or something like that. And I'm sure it's like, um, what's it called, a supervised visit, right? But for the most part, he just lost his. Uh, he lost all all the custody, and uh, you know, it's just another. Um, I don't know, another black star to his name, another fucking, you know. Just another another bad news headline for him, man. Like it just gets worse and worse and worse. Um, who knows, man? And then like the thing is, like now we see this happen. What's next? Like like is he gonna you know relapse again and blame this? God, I and, hope not. You know, like it, it just it keeps happening. It's just a spiral. Uh, this isn't surprising, right? I think it's unfortunate with Batman. I think we've been covering him for a little while now, and we're always kind of expecting that maybe he'll make that comeback. Or would have been really nice to see him in the the Jackass movie that he couldn't, you know, be a part of. Mm-hmm. Which I believe most of those reasons were his own doing. Yeah, but uh, it just seems to be getting worse. And you know, last week we were kind of saying I was kind of saying that this is a guy that's never he doesn't have enough people in his life that'll kick his ass. Yeah. And when you surround yourself by yes men, and they're very easy to get, they're usually about a dime a dozen. You just have to pay them with whatever currency they need. And sometimes that currency isn't even anything tangible. It's just kind of like, no, your currency is that you get to hang out with me. Yeah. You know, I'll, you know, I'll buy you free shit and stuff like that. But like the currency is, this is it. I'm not paying you. Yeah. But you're in my posse. You're, you know, some of these guys are paid. Don't get me wrong. But I'm talking about like, Talking about sort of like the clicks and sort of the, uh, you don't want to say groupies, but you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, he's a name. And you kind of see this happening with, you know, when he did that, that diss song or whatever with those random rap dudes. There's a video of him after, uh, in a car with them. And there, he's like in the driver's seat and they're like around him. And this is when he was talking about Steve-O's, like, kickflip. Like, he was saying, like, the kickflip or whatever was, like, shitly done. It's a, it's a bad style to have or whatever. Um, and these guys are just agreeing with him. And, like, it's like, dude, you're being used. Like, you're, like, fucking 40-something years old with these kids. And they're just using you for clout. Because before you got on a song with them, no one really knew who these guys were. And to be honest, even after this song, I already forgot who they were. But it's like... Bro, get your shit together. Like, it, it, that's what it is. Like, too many yes men. I've also said, like, no one ever said no to him, ever. He always did what he wanted all the time. That Viva La Bam show was, like, you know, suspect to that. That was that was an example right there. And I don't know. I recently watched uh, Ben Affleck. Um, he was being interviewed by Howard Stern, and I saw the clip. And he was talking about his alcoholism and how he got sober. And he said something that kind of stuck with me, but I, I honestly believe that is the, the truth. He said, the only way you're going to quit an addiction is to suffer. You got to hit like such a rock bottom that it's going to make you want to change. 
And somehow, Bam has not hit that yet. Like, despite all the shit that's been going on, he still hasn't hit that yet. So it's like, what's it going to take for you to hit something like that? For you to realize that you need to do something very quick. And when Ben Affleck said that, he was like, my rock bottom was when I started seeing my kids like being grossed out by me because I was a drunk. Or like they were afraid of me because I was a drunk. And he was like, I couldn't live with like the idea of losing them because of this. And that's what made me just not want to drink. And he's been sober for like two years or something like that, he said, at least in the clip. And he's like, I swear to God, I have not wanted to drink ever once because that is the one thought I have in my mind that I constantly have in my mind that I'm thinking about. So I kind of get it. Like, yeah, you suffer. That's what makes you not want to do the thing. So you stop suffering. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, what's, what's Bam suffering? Because this is, <laughs> everything's going downhill quick. Like, what is it, dude? Like, what, what is going to make you change? I don't know. That's the thing. I really don't know. Yeah, I think that's it. You know? It's tough. It's At this point, it, yeah, and it's, it seems to have gotten bitter, obviously, the uh, two sides to every story kind of thing. Yeah. Give me a sec. Bless you. Hey, bastard. Jesus. It's your fault. You need Jesus. God damn it. Um, yeah. Bam Margera. Catch him. Uh, hopefully with, with better news in the in the weeks to come. But yeah, at this point, he's kind of his own worst enemy, and he's when you know when he's left to his own devices, he's his worst version of himself. No, it's brutal. But somebody, somebody, hopefully, somebody can pull him out and uh, you know rescue the dude. Yeah. Well, he's gonna have to rescue himself. That is it for movies. Let's talk a bit about video games. We got hit with um, an announcement that I thought, you know, we've already been... It's been rumored for a while, so when it actually happened, I wasn't too stunned. Uh, Red Dead Redemption is coming out for the Switch and the PS4 August 17th. If you're like me, you're going to wait for a physical copy that comes out on October 13th. Um... Now, at first, this seems like a really cool announcement, and it is, I think. I think if you're just a Switch owner, this is a cool announcement, because you, you get to play this game on the go. Um, if, that's, if, if the Switch was the only thing you ever had, then this is cool. However, uh, this is a straight port. It's going to be $50 US, which means it's going to be $64.99 here in Canada. Um, and you're just getting a, a straight-up port that the Xbox already has for, like, 30 bucks. So... Here's the thing. It's coming out for the Switch and the PS4. The Xbox isn't getting a version because there's already a version of this game on the Xbox. People need to get that straight. People are mad it's not coming to Xbox. It's like, wake up. It's already on the Xbox. Um, The PS4 version is kind of where you get the problem because it's such a high price point for just a straight-up port. You do get the zombie, the Undead Nightmare DLC or whatever it is, but it's like, this game is like over 10 years old or something like that. Like, it's not... It shouldn't be this pricey. This should be like 40 bucks. In my opinion, I think it should be 40 bucks. But anyways, people are upset about this. Uh, It is lazy again. It's like, I I feel like Rockstar is just kind of, in general, been tagged as a lazy company when it comes to these old ports because the GTA trilogy didn't go over too well. Granted, they actually did put in some work for that. But, you know, that didn't go over too well. It was kind of a lazy uh, release. There was problems up the ass. They had to spend like a whole year patching that game to make it somewhat feasible. And now um, 
With Red Dead, like, we don't really know, you know, how this is going to go, but it is a straight port. They've done nothing to it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this thing runs. I'm actually, I'm pretty interested to see if it runs well on the Switch. I don't, I honestly don't know how. I, I can't say it's going to run good. I just, I don't know. It's weird when it comes to the Switch. You, you just never know. But, you know, the PS4 version is just a straight up port of the PS3 version. Like, that's just what it is. And they're going to resell this thing for $64.99, $50 American. Chris, thoughts on Red Dead Redemption? Yeah, I think you nailed all the points there. All right. Yeah, it's a port. There you go. And um, <clears throat> the price point is off. You think so, huh? For sure, yeah. I yeah. mean, if this came up for the PS5, I could I could understand that. Like as a... Like as a port. Even just as a port. Really, just as a port. Just to be able to, to, to play it. Mm. Well, I mean, you can play it on your PS5. Yeah, you can download it right now. Yeah. But I'm saying in an ultra universe, if you were trying to yeah. do it like that... But, uh, no, but and I even I even the, understand the switch part, like porting it to a switch. That makes sense. So yeah. Porting it to the PS4 doesn't make any sense to me. No, that's why it's like kind of lazy. <laughs> so that's why it appears lazy. I think if it just came out for the switch, people would be mad about other reasons. Like, oh, how come it's just the switch? Yeah. But it would be no one would complain about what they're complaining about now with these price points and all that stuff. Like, I think people that have the switch would pick it up for 50 bucks. I think it makes sense. I, I think. But. When you look at this game on the Xbox for $30 on Amazon and you could get it like tomorrow, I think there is something to be said. Um, even the CEO of Rockstar or whatever, Take Two, came out and said that the uh, price is commercially accurate. I don't know what he's going on. I don't know what this is based off of, but um, there you go. From the horse's mouth, he doesn't care. <laughs> so there you go. I think um, speak with your wallet. If you're pissed, don't buy it. Um, if you don't care, buy it. It's all up to you. Who cares? People are still going to buy GTA 6 anyway when that comes out, so it doesn't really matter. This, um, yeah, this package would have made sense like three years ago because it also yeah. has got Undead Nightmare. Yeah, yeah. So I think when you look at it as a package deal, the price might make sense to somebody that just sees, you know, numbers, stats and figures, so to speak. But, no, I mean, it's... I don't think this is going to run well at all on the Switch. At all. Mm, I can't imagine it. And I don't think this will be a good port. I have no reason to believe that. Look, on the... I went on Amazon. On... uh, If you type in Red Dead Redemption, you get the uh, Game of the Year edition that has the DLC for the Xbox One, and it is $30. So, that's what we're getting on these other systems. It's kind of stupid. Yeah, if you want to play it on your Switch, that's cool. But I mean, other than that, that's you know, yeah, that's that's weird. Anyway, yeah, August seventeenth. That's next week. You can play this game next week. Um, email us if it runs good on the Switch, because honestly, it. Uh, I'm not. I, I don't even know if I'm getting it. To be honest, I do have this on Xbox, so it's like, eh, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I, mean, I, I if the, if it runs well on the Switch, I might get it at a price drop or something. But meh, we'll see. Uh, listen to this shit. Capcom wants to capitalize on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and um, they released skins for Street Fighter VI so that you could dress up your character as the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, these costumes are $15 each. U.S.? U.S., which means that if you want all four turtle costumes, <laughs> you're paying 60 U.S., so that's like as much as the fucking game at the end of the day. 
Um, God, I hate these guys so much. This is ridiculous. We like, just talked about course. this. Remember, we You're were talking about what's the only bad thing that could happen with this uh, Street Fighter Six game? What yeah, did we say? Microtransactions. If you start doing too many like microtransactions, too much stupidity like that, that'll yeah. that's what turned people off of four and five, right? Five, five was a huge problem. Oh my god, like five that. was crazy. Five was ridiculous. If you do, if you, anybody's playing five right now, uh, one thing I didn't know, but like you can actually go into the menu options and you can actually remove the sponsor banner. That, oh, no way. that displays at the beginning of every match. Oh, shit. It's much easier. That's repulsive. <laughs> repulsive is a good word. <laughs> that's extremely good. That is repulsive. It's fucking disgusting. But other than that, that's cool. Uh, this is this is nice. Now, I can see Mortal come up being like, hey, I thought you guys were in bed with us. And <laughs> <laughs> the Ninja Turtles? Because the Ninja Turtles feature. <laughs> it ran in different, different generation of turtles, but... I think yeah. those turtles were were. Uh, I think those turtles were designed by uh, Todd McFarlane, right? Yeah, I mean these turtles don't even look like the the new turtles. No, the these movie. are for the older listeners. These are kind of like what would you say, Ryan? Like the nineteen eighties like, cartoon, like retro but made today. Well, I was gonna say like the two thousand three version that I grew up with, just no, because they go. have okay. the um, they have the white eyes through the bandanas, right? Um, oh yeah, yeah. The O three, I fuck with that one because isn't that the one where like they try to make it serious again? Right? That one's badass. Yeah, I love that. They one. were trying to get away. Yeah, so that might have been after Nickelodeon. No, I think it was before. Nick- okay, okay. The Nickelodeon, the Nickelodeon borrowed the eyes because the Nickel- Nickel- Nickelodeon turtles also had white eyes, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. They just made them a little bit sh- sharper. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, sorry. Go on. Yeah. So it's kind of like a mix of the O3 and uh, the 80s one in terms of like the personality that it looks like it's being displayed. But um, <laughs> yeah. it is cool. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. I mean, Turtles are getting a lot of love. Co- coincidentally, a game I'll talk about later is also Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. But it's like, it's not just this. Session, that skateboarding simulator game. Yeah. Uh, that also got a Ninja Turtles mod where you could skate as the Turtles. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, so it's like, and how much do they charge for that character? I think that's free. Okay, see, that's not bad. I think that's free, but session is like a a very mod heavy, reliant like community. So yeah. it's like it, it kind of makes sense. But like, I could be wrong. It might not be free, but I don't think it would be this much. But um, it's cool. Like it is cool. Don't get me wrong. It's just like when you're tra- charging fifteen dollars each for this goddamn shit. It's like, guys, what the hell, man? Yeah. Like, Capcom is absolutely the worst when it comes to the microtransactions. 15 is bucks is awful. a lot. If it was like 15 for all of them, maybe. And yeah. that's a hard maybe. This that's is not a even gouge. Like a maybe. This, this is, is just a like gouge. Jab after jab to my heart. This maybe. is kind of like, uh, what was the one we were talking about the other week? With the uh, plates? Where you want the plates? <laughs> we were talking about uh, the PlayStation. Oh um, yeah, the the um, the plates fuck. and then the gimmicks that they were selling. Like, and oh yeah, like, the new we po- want a the deal. New, what the they should Spider-Man do is controller. Yeah, then and you're like, like, give us the how plates. Much is it? Yeah, give and us the like, plates. <laughs> you're like, it's one ten, and then you're like, yeah, for that I, I want more than that, and I'm like, yeah, I want the plates with that shit. <laughs> like, that's right. <laughs> give me the plates. Too. I want the plates. <laughs> I want it all. My dad could do that kind of deal. Give me the fucking plates. But, I mean, this is kind of the cool stuff. I like, you know, little mashups like this. But, you know, again, it's all price, you know. I mean, why doesn't somebody try this business model? Like, instead of putting the game at full pop, you you put the game at a fan-friendly price, like $40, for example, right? Yeah. And then just be like, just a heads up, 
for the standard package, it's forty dollars, but it'll just have like the standardized roster or whatever. And then you mm-hmm. can reintroduce stuff later, or you can tell them like there's going to be DLC later, which will be free and paid. Yeah. But at least people are like, okay, that's fine. Thirty bucks gets me in the door. Right. Yeah, but no, yeah, you're charging sure. full pop. You're charging seventy, eighty dollars, and on top of that, you're secretly giving them DLC after, but you're charging for a lot of it. Yeah. You know, or you're dropping trailers for like exciting tie-ins, and then it's like, oh yeah, well, but the trailer's not telling you that it's like available now, but it's like fucking fifteen dollars for a skin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank it's you for that cool tra- trailer, dude. Yeah, it's basically like the, um, it's taking a bit of the free to play motto, but it's not free to play, but the free to play motto is it's free, but like, you know, we're going to throw in a bunch of shit you can buy. Yeah. Do, do a bit of that. Mm -hmm. I think that would make more sense if you're going to go down this road, because this is just the first of many, like street fighter six just came out. This thing's going to live on for a while. (laughs) There's going to be more of this. Yeah. There's definitely going to be more of it, but it just needs to be done in more fun and creative ways. I think. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, Chris. That brings us to the end where I ask, what the hell are you playing? I'm pl- mostly taking a break right now, but I'm oh, playing uh, Ultimate Racing 2D. I picked it up for like a couple bucks. Damn, what's that? And it's kind of like a top-down uh, micro-racing game. Top-down? Oh, so it shit. looks like you're watching. It looks like those old uh, like RCM. RC uh, Pro-Am. RC Pro-Am, yeah. Yeah, boy. It looks like those, but the micro ones. So it looks like you're watching... Uh, it almost looks like you're watching like a Formula One race. Oh, cool. You know, there's different car options. You can do like uh, Formula One cars, style cars, or luxury cars, motorcycles. You can also do go-karts, which is pretty cool. Large variety of tracks, and it's just a lot of fun. It's really silly, yeah. um, but they do a good job of allowing you to customize it. Like you can, there's so many tracks, like 20, 25 tracks, and you can set it up in a way where you can... Um, you can set up seasons and after your season, uh, depending how you finish, you have other teams like offer you contracts to come to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those teams also have their own challenges. So like if you go to the number one team, they might expect you to be number one at the end of the season, right? Oh, okay. So it's kind of like you got to find your level and kind of like stick with the team. That's like, okay, these guys, these guys are, you know, sponsoring me or whatever, but they're giving me, or I'm only expected to come in 12 or better. Yeah. Right. But anyway, it's fun. I've uh, and it's just a it's just a fun little game. It, sometimes the stupid fun little games are like you can lose just so much time playing them. I'm like six seasons in now. Yeah, I'm seeing uh, what it looks like. This yeah, is very. It's like GTA. On oh PS1, yeah, but but it's a race. First season, I started off with like the lowest team, finished dead last. Okay. Got offered a contract for a faster car and a better team. Did two seasons of that, and then. Uh, after taking the second team to like third or fourth finish, they offered me the big contract, kid. No oh, shit. No, I ended up joining a mid, a mid, a mid like a mid tier, and no. just been working from there. But yeah, it's a fun little game, man. Nice. Yeah, you'd be surprised once you get the driving mechanics down because the, the controls do feel a little bit too grippy and too slippery sometimes. But it's just getting mm. used to it. The controls are actually pretty good, so that's a fun little game. Uh, you're not a big racing game guy, yeah? Besides uh, Mario Kart and things like that? Uh, I It's kind of like what you said. I have my moments where it's like I'll just randomly pick one up for a while. Um, I used to play all the G- uh, GTAs, the uh, Need for Speeds. I used to play all of them when they were coming out. Right. Um, up until... <sighs> Jesus. Up until Pro Street on um, on the 360. I think that was the last one I got into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, they're cool. I'll usually just go a few years without playing them, and then I'll just get like the latest one. I've actually been thinking of picking up uh, Heat, Need for Speed Heat, just to see what that's like. Um, I heard they're remaking Most Wanted, which I don't think it's the Most Wanted from the the 2000s era. I think it's the, the other Most Wanted on like the uh-huh. 360 era. So that I might pick up because I, I do think I played that one. I'm not sure. But... um Besides Need for Speed, like, Gran Turismo I liked a little bit, but it was, like, I definitely liked more of the street racing scene more than, like, the professional racing scene when it comes to video games. It's just funner for me. But I do like the classics, like, uh, Daytona USA is a nice one. Uh, all the cruising games are really cool. Like, I think I'm just an old-school race guy, <laughs> more, more or less. Um, but, yeah. I actually did just play Team Sonic Racing, which is, like, that. that's technically a racing game, too. Kind of like Mario Kart, though. But that was fun. That one I could see myself dabbling a little more with just because there is somewhat of a story. Um, there's actually a single-player mode that you can traverse and you could customize your cars and stuff. So that's that's pretty badass. I like that. But yeah, no. Um, not sure what kind of racing game I would play next. I'm just not really into that right now. But, yeah, Sooner or later, it'll hit me. I'm playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. The definitive edition on PlayStation 5. Uh, I just wanted to, um, after Cyberpunk pissed me off, I just wanted to play something that would make me really happy. And uh, Sam I think Cyberpunk kicked your ass. No, I didn't kick my ass. It just it got did. fucking boring. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you were uh, getting jobbed I, out. I don't want to. I don't want to get into Cyberpunk. Please, please do not make me. You were getting assaulted by those police show. officers. No, I just didn't care for it. I didn't even see a goddamn cop in my life. Anyways, fucking liar. San Andreas, uh, man, I honestly think they finally spoofed up the the definitive edition port to a good um, good amount of playable. <laughs> it's it's not as bad as it was back then. Uh, it looks pretty sharp on the PS5. I like it. Um, I was just gonna honestly do a, a, like a, a little sesh, but it turned into like me getting into the second city. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm in it for the end. So. I'm having fun with it though. It's always a game that uh, makes me super happy. Uh, I can't really. I'm not going to talk much about it. It's just it's San Andreas again, so why not? Mm-hmm. And then uh, over on the Switch, I remembered last year I bought the Cowabunga Collection and I never popped it in. And I was like, let me see what this is. What's a what's so it the game? About? It's a game on the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, it's a Ninja Turtles collection for the old games. Sorry, should have specified. But um, no, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> no, no, but I should have specified. But anyway. I got into it, and then I, lo- I was looking. There's a bunch of shit in this thing, man. There's, like, concept art for the shows, the comic books, the games. It goes over everything. Magazine ads. Every magazine ad that it had was in there. <laughs> like, this is so cool. Um, anyway, but then I was like, I'm going to actually play one. So then I picked up uh, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the arcade that was on there. So it's the beat-em-up, but it's the first one. And it's it came out in 1989. So I started playing it. I picked Donatello. I usually pick Donatello, and uh, I had a, I, I was just I I saw it through to the end. I didn't anticipate on beating it, but I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna beat this thing today." Uh, not that it's too long. It's like you get it done in two hours. I just didn't think I'd stick with it. But then there we go. I beat it at the end. It was fun. I had a really good time. Crazy to think how in '89 a game like that. I mean, I know the arcades were always more capable than the home consoles at that point, but like. It just looked really cool, and I wish I was around to play that in person, you know, on a machine. I think that would have been really cool. Um, yeah, but it was just really fun. Uh, nothing nothing better than that. And then, you know, going back to, like, how I played Shredder's Revenge, 
it just makes me appreciate it a little more. So it was cool. Uh, I like it. I might do a, a second playthrough with another character because that's kind of the point. You use all four characters. Um, but yeah, right now that was that was really fun. I might jump into uh, another Ninja Turtle game on the Switch. Is uh, eighty nine the one where they go to the Technodrome? Yeah, at the end you go into the. That's technodrome. fucking badass. That's great. Fucking badass. Hard and- as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hard as fuck. But um, everybody knows that because. You know, the arcade games are meant for you to pump in quarters, right? That's, oh, yeah, exactly. And and so, yeah, I, I didn't know that until, like, later on when I, you know, started looking at video game closely and reading up on it and stuff like that. And then it made sense. Of course, the arcade versions, these fucking carnies, they're there yeah. to get you to pump, pump quarters, right? And it makes sense if you've ever gone to, like, those those arcades where, like, uh, you play some of those games and, like, you know, a couple bullets, you're dead, and you got to, like, pay again. It's like, <laughs> wait a minute, I just lived for, like, 17 seconds. Here's another yeah. couple bucks. So I'm not. It's not even like I, I don't even care to say it. Like because you could just add credits by pressing start, right? Like that's kind of the whole point. So when you die, you could just pump up the start button and you get all the credits that you need. But oh, I yeah. didn't. I didn't need to do that until. Oh, of course right, not. Right, no, I really didn't. No, of I didn't. Not. I'm telling you the truth. No, I know. Before the techno drum, the game got really hard. All of a sudden, I'm like, this is where motherfuckers lost money. <laughs> like, yeah. This is where people were like, time to get the quarters. Um, because at first they they give you reasonable enough lives, at least in in this collection, and then it's like, what the fuck is happening? So then I just started pumping the plus button. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I, I want to beat this. Um, damn, unless you studied that game in and out, I don't know how you beat the Tekken Drone. I don't. It's just there's so much shit flying everywhere. Yeah, and there's a lot of cheapness too. A lot. Like you'll just be walking all of a sudden, like a thunder shock will come out of the wall. It's like, how yeah. do you know that's coming? Are those you little don't. bastards? Those, oh, those little dog dudes. bastards, whatever the fuck yeah, they are. Those, those guys were cool. Dogs. No, but what, cool what I what I didn't realize till later, and it makes sense too, is that like the arcade version is is much better graphically than the home console version. Yeah, yeah, yeah like the exactly. one that I played on the Super Nintendo. So just to be able to go back and play the arcade like that. Oh yeah, I definitely need a million lives as well to get through the Technodrome part. But yeah, that's that's that was a fun one. It's always fun. That was such a cool arcade. Such a. Yeah. Yeah, the arcade box is ingrained to my memory. Yeah. <laughs> I can try it for memory. It's cool. It's awesome. Yeah, pick up the uh, Cowabunga collection. I saw it on Amazon for 30 bucks, So it's, um, I think the value's there for sure. And that's it, Chris. Anything else to add? No, I think that's it. This motherfucker has a bunch of crackers in his mouth. Just... Um, Tune back into AEW. So excited to see that London card next month or later this month, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what that's going to look like. I hope that they shoot it in a way where it can maximize the value of that place. Like, because yeah. AEW production is good, but it's not quite WWE level, you know? WWE. Well, I mean, you know what? That I like that, though. I think WWE is way too overproduced. Right. But if WWE is in a stadium, if WWE goes to Scotland, does did you remember, did you watch that Scotland card last last year last fall? I don't think so. Huge crowd. It was uh, was it Brock and McIntyre? I think, or or uh, McIntyre and Roman. It might have been. Oh, maybe. But anyway, just the way that thing was shot, I was like, oh my god! You cannot watch that show and feel like, wow, this is the big time. Kind of like if mm-hmm. your parents uh, or somebody like. Um, that never watches it really were to just tune in and, and, and watch like WrestleMania from the beginning, right? Yeah. 
once it gets to the stadium, it's like, wait a minute, we're watching something here. It's kind of cool. Right. So there is a little bit about that uh, that pageantry. Yeah, I get it. What do you think of, um forgot to ask you this. Did you think that Jay should have won the, the title or no? I don't know. You know, that's so hard to talk about, but it's like I really thought it was going to end. The thing is, the the way they got out of the match was just to do the the old, you know, one brother turns on the other, distraction, or beats him up, whatever, throws him into the ring. There was some more shit there with uh, the other guy. Yeah, Jimmy turned on Jay. Yeah, but uh, it was just a weasel way to get out. If you were going to end it like that, you shouldn't have even done the program. Yeah, but it's just because the the Usos always wanted to fight each other at WrestleMania or whatever. So I guess this is like leading into that, and it's going to leave the spot open open to for whoever to come and do, do the Roman Reigns match. Um, it's I don't know. I really thought it would end there. I was honestly like, okay, here it is. But then once they did that, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Interesting fact too. <laughs> this was in Detroit, and this is where Matt Hardy turned on Jeff Hardy. <laughs> it was also in Detroit. <laughs> So people are like fu- making fun of him in the in the comments, like, "Damn, dude, what's with Detroit and like the the sibling backstab?" <laughs> when did Jeff turn on Matt? No, Matt turned on Jeff in WWE. Yeah, people remember that. You don't remember that? That was huge. I didn't remember it being in Detroit. Jeff uh, Jeff was facing Edge, and at the time, Edge had Vicky Guerrero in his corner, and uh, she was like interfering, and then Matt came to like kind of even the odds. So then they beat the shit out of edge and they put edge. Um, they laid out edge and then Matt told Jeff to go get a chair. So they were going to do the concerto on edge, right? Cause that's what edge would do to people. So Matt has a chair. Jeff slides the other chair under edges head. He gets up and Matt just hits Jeff in the head with a chair. And it was like the biggest, like, Holy fuck. What the hell? Um, so people liken this moment to that moment where it was like, such a, a a cold betrayal because they're like brothers, you know, that we know they get along. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I don't know if they'll do that match at Mania. Eh, it's knows? a long way to Mania. That's the other thing. Yeah. We're, it's like, a what? long way to Mania. Almost a year. Yeah. This short. Eight months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. I don't know what they'll do in the meantime, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Anyway, folks, that's going to do it for episode 76. Chris, give out the plug one more time. Uh, We're at Podcast Fresh on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And on Twitter, we're at Podcast Fresh TO. Uh, So jump on there. The Instagram, what do we got on the Instagram? Bunch of different stuff. Uh, We got some sound bites and things like that. And then over on the Twitter, I was just uh, just tweeting out during the the Dynamite card. That was the first show that I'd watched since uh, tuning back in. I guess I I tuned out. That was like the first like back to front. Right. you know, so the wrestling's good and all that, but everything else around it, it's a little bit uneven. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they can get it back together again. I think the CM Punk thing really hurt them, and yeah. they've been trying to find their way since. Mm-hmm. And I think we're closer than ever. And I do think, I, th- I do think we could, we could be leading to a CM Punk versus Elite program for sure. I think so too. I think yeah. I think they're. This is almost like a professional tryout run. Like, even though most of the rosters are split with these guys, like they're on different nights. But like, 
so far, no issues, right? I haven't heard anything or read anything that's saying that these guys are having a hard time backstage. So it's a trial run. And if they can stay professional, at some point, it's like, hey, you know what? Let's make some money. You know what I'm saying? Might as well. It's very simple to do. <clears throat> very simple Might to do. Might as well. Might as well. Yeah. On the YouTube, uh, we got an Injustice 2 video. Uh, we got a Spider-Man 4 video coming. And uh, yeah, the YouTube's alive and well right now. So... We got stuff I'll happening all over the network. I'm sure you will. What was that? Don't worry about it. Anyways, guys. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Thank you for downloading this episode. We'll see you guys next week for 77. And on behalf of me and Chris, goodbye. Fresh.